welcome back to my lovely HP community. We have some what's normal for the 5D self-empowered individual in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. So first we're going to start with this. It's a quote by Ashley Vigil Otero, PhD. Trauma means having to submit to someone or something overwhelming. And that feeling of having to submit is a humiliating feeling. It's a feeling of powerlessness. Now, this uh, is for something related to individuals who basically don't have self-worth, who have inadequacy, effectiveness, but it's actually just of anyone who has trauma that lives within them, and this is where that shame cycle, for all the adaptive children, there is an area of unresolved trauma, there's an area of powerlessness, humiliation, hopelessness, overwhelmingness, hopelessness, let me go to Sadhguru, he shares with us, every human being has a certain genius within them, but they often destroy it by trying to be some, be like someone else. And here's the shame cycle. Because see, wow, it's great to hear Sadhguru share about someone being able to be their own genius, their own personality. It's great to put it in words why people aren't, why people are not themselves. They're inclined to immediately look outside this default mode network that I've been sharing more and more, and I will keep sharing with you so you can understand the actual process that your brain has of scanning it's not your enemy your brain is connected to your nervous system which is apparently through that spine of ours and that's where fight flight freezes and shame is a posture and this is why those who will say oh it's disgusting being yourself what are you talking about or oh why would i want to be myself i have to change anytime i hear someone talking about change i'll interpret it in what i'm learning and see, here's what's normal for the Enlightenment Soul Age Group is to say, no, I'm not changing who I am. This is my personality. These are my character traits. I can learn to engage with you in a way that will be more socially, I don't know. It, it all depends because this is also some area we don't really understand. The Enlightenment Soul Age Group person from the love cycle, of course. Uh, here's another quote. This one I completely disagree with. Love is not a relationship between two people. It is the collapse of relationship. And this is Rupert Spira. While I know that he means that love goes beyond, obviously, two people, it is not because of the collapse of relationship, because our mammalian heritage and our nervous system actually equates us seeking relationships. So even though, again, he's specifying two people, so that's that potential for codependent individuals, and it's not codependent necessarily in a way that is toxic. It's codependent in a way of co-regulation. And once again, remember, we all have drives, different drives. So some people are their own agents. Some have belonging or certainty as a predominant drive. We will probably have a little bit of all three, but one will dominate the other. And I've seen people who are not in their definitely love cycle, and they're not in a state of compassion towards humanity, and they're not in any way, shape, or form an adult, emotionally speaking. They fit the bill of everything I've learned. 
so far and more. And what I actually am curious and waiting for more of are the love cycle people who have come into their enlightenment soul age group and may share that we understand that people who have shame cycles go through the whole dark night of soul, ego death, all this stuff. But there's also a group of us that, so we won't shame you when you're doing something that isn't nice like when lying, betraying, cheating, stealing from each other, like things that kids do to each other. Um, what's the other one I was thinking about? Revenge, envy, jealousy, spitefulness. All of this has been something that I get to learn about in the aspect of the fight, flight, freeze, the reptilian, parasympathetic nervous system, our older nervous system. You know, here's Buddhist psychology for you. So here, what's normal for an enlightenment soul age group person is I'm not going to fight a person who's being mean to me. One, obviously, in my case, I'm four foot nine. That's why. But in my heart of hearts, that's not why. It's why would I fight you? You're a person. It's not necessary. I don't live in the medieval times. I don't live with my bare hands. I don't need to. Why would I want to feel like fighting? I'm trying to describe this feeling for a love cycle person of what's normal. It's normal not to shame people. It's normal not to make someone feel powerless. It's normal that if someone else is doing something like that, heartbreaking to you, you're not going to want to do it back. That That's what's normal for us. It's not normal for people to say they're in relationships and then treat each other in ways that are completely... <laughs> And then, I mean, I still, I'm 43. The more I learn, the more I just will say I'm speechless because nothing's changed from since I was a kid to when I've grown up, except for the fact that now I know why people hurt each other. Or I should also say why people can't be themselves and why people react to those of us who can be ourselves without having any shame because fuck you. Like, seriously. And I'm just saying, like, some people... Not all people. Some people will look at people like me who smile and they literally will target us just because we are happy about life. But hey, again, let me have compassion, which is actually always on because in the meantime, while they are busy being in this space, we're not in our space of, oh my gosh, let me turn off my social engagement system. I'm unsafe. No, it's more of, huh, that's interesting. Why would you do something that's hurtful to another human being? what what are you doing and the answers that people love giving me which is a bullshit answer evil maliciousness the devil this 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 all all the 4d let's not go there energy all these answers never one never once none of them actually satisfied and even as i saw things and was very very shocked if you will and here's where i don't actually have anyone to look to except for the lack of knowledge that I was storing in my brain because you know you can't know wisdom of all pieces of information with limited consciousness people and 4D people are limited consciousness people talking about only one aspect of a story versus having more information in their information bank because they're not looking at people as people they're looking at the souls and the expansion and the you know star and all, all of these things and the dimensions that they experience so when they present metaphysics as a terrorism they got a story for you thank goodness for the educators man i i'm so proud to know that i have 
a buttload of good information out there. Bezel van der Kolk is the first, which is the person who gave me the understanding of torn apart, gut wrench, heartbreak. It still doesn't justify when people hurt each other knowingly. But it does justify that their emotions rule them and that they don't actually know how to handle their emotions because they never once chose to do love within their own body and feel something like wait no i'm not disgusting or i'm not evil or i'm not this or this other person's not that like none of the people will have chosen in their brain to take a step back pause and reflect on what those envy jealousy spite revenge these actions people do i get it again hopeless helpless powerlessness i have understood exactly how this shame stuff works i still see that when people make their choices is very easy for them to disregard the emotional stuff they're doing to another human being which does equate though suffering right so that's the part those who can do and those who can't don't and most humanity apparently has suffering except for those of us who don't and so it's normal when people cause certain type of emotional situations we're not going to retaliate by doing it back because that would be mean <laughs> That would be very mean. That would be unkind. That would be heartbreaking. That, that would be not the humane thing to do. And for all the voices of, oh, evil, devil, let's pay back. It's like, yeah, okay, you obviously don't know what you're talking about if you want to talk of evil, payback. You're, you're, you're now on the other end of the spectrum. Nobody ever went to contemplate that. When I see the justice fighters, that they're on the other end of the spectrum, that they've stooped to a specific degree of behavior. No, no, they justify it because apparently they don't recognize that emotions is not physically deadly and that their justification is a bullshit answer that someone will just say, huh, today I can say, yeah, it's a bullshit answer because I've learned enough about how shame works and basically all the people who hurt each other, they're all shame. They all have shame. None of them learned how to be a grown-up yet and they all have a great excuse for why they're treating each other and speaking to each other like children and basically like shit. If you can't say something nice, say nothing. I, I'll never forget these, these lovely songs that I got to learn about. And as I got to grow up and see people not actually do any of the things that they spoke about with other people. So while those of us who know everyone is imperfect, and so we all can be the bad friend, we actually will not go and do the bad friend. We, we will actually do the opposite. And while others continue to use their malicious brains and ignore the fact that they're in a shame cycle, justify what they do and, and keep on doing what is a waste of their life, it's, it's, uh, it's just you know how it is. Since human suffering, it must be so. And I'm being sarcastic. So what's normal for the Enlightenment Soul Age of Person with Love Cycle is actually a very sad story of humanity which is there isn't even anything afterlife for these individuals to keep on believing in something that they're doing once they get enough knowledge. Obviously, this is, again, only the people who move into their enlightenment soul age group will recognize the truth. The other ones will have a great story and they can keep on building their story and justifying how they treat each other. 
They're not going to be building independent relationships, but they will build those group relationships where they can all sing together. And when they're faced with the other group, get into some type of spit spat or fight or justify whatever. Meantime, what is beautiful to see is a sad guru and the leaders who are trying to do something to help the future generation. So when it comes to the individuals, when I see people loving each other and whether they're dependent on each other or not but i see that at least some people get to move into their love bubble and out of their shame cycle it's really beautiful it is very very beautiful to see a person such as Sadhguru. it's an it's something that i feel very lucky to to have an experience obviously there are other things like knowing about jesus and and having him to say wow now that's a man now that's a man you know and to know about other people who stand up in love and compassion versus the ones who want to justify why they have to create suffering or sacrifice and they keep on actually pushing this this idea of people having this inclined way of you must destroy each other you must shame each other into good behavior an adaptive child, all the people who have a hand that is heavy, they all felt powerlessness, powerlessness. So they decided to go down the path of, I will feel stronger and ignore the fact that in my strength, I'm going to hurt someone else that I love. And that's emotionally, because physically speaking, people end up in jail when they hurt each other. Thankfully, we have a system in place. So here's the other part of why stories are very sad when I hear adults talking about each other. It's not the gossip. It's not the lying. It's not the betraying. It's not them turning each other, the backs on each other. That's actually all something I saw as a teenager. Adults, same thing. What I really have a very interest in is figuring out who out of all the people eventually that I'll get to see move into their functional adulthood. That'll be something beautiful to see compassion and I see it already with the lovely psychoeducators. They're amazing. They help people to get out of their unresolved trauma. And the people who go all the way, they get to move into being forgiving and nuanced, repairing their relationships, repairing within themselves, learning how to be in their actually restorative embodied self, not only with one human being, living a life that is with all human beings, wanting to hug people, not trees. It's a funny thing when I found out that I had had this gut feeling that I was a person who had this perception, you know, before my clairs became active to the degree of me being connected to my oversoul and dreams and all the crystals and all the energy, metaphysics as it turns them, all this middle, uh, the holistic stuff. And I just had a hunch because of my relationship with just, you know, people and caring and then Jesus. And it was that I could feel, you know, human suffering, but not because I'm feeling it. I could feel people's suffering, like their sadness, their, their heart. And so what's normal for a 5DC person in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group is that we won't be mean to people who are hurting. So when someone does something nasty... We're not going to retaliate because it's almost automatic that we will know that something's sad inside, even though it's not sadness, it's powerlessness. And there's almost like this pull backwards 
Asteru, never forget it because it's a specific feeling from the heart and it pulls you back and it's like just stay back, you know, but it's not run away. It, it isn't like be afraid. It's just, and that's the relationship with consciousness, with this big ball of energy for those of us who have it. It's amazing, but it's something that you only get to learn about on your own unless you have people who are loving humanity to the death of them since they can remember and will always choose love and compassion and not fear or hurt or evil or anything. And I have yet to personally meet a person who has the same feeling I had whenever people have done something. I don't have the let me get angry at you. I have a pull back and then mm, talk about it. Use your words and be kind, be a human, be nice, you know. And that's not because I want something back from you. No, because why would I do anything different? Why would I poke you when it bothers you that I poke you? It's not even kindness. You guys heard one of the episodes. This is not kindness. This is something different. And it's really just about a person understanding, and I should say again, feeling. So this part of feeling human suffering, the way it was uncovered... (laughs) Well, that tricked and fooled me. You got to bet that one. But I did uncover it. (laughs) So I uncovered that my hunch was correct. And then I uncovered a whole bunch of other things. And it's, you know, fast forward. And it's really just simple. People choose to stay in their shame cycle. They choose fear. They don't realize that their little bit of behavior that they do in their mental prisons and everything else is nothing human. It's actually a shame cycle. And it's unfortunate that so many people at adult ages still do what they do and think that they're right. And they will make lists of things and conditions and words and all you can bet they'll point those fingers everywhere. Oh, I love the fingers, man. Put it up my nose, why don't you? (laughs) This is where we love a finger. But um, we won't point that finger back because, you know, when people point fingers, usually they're saying, oh, so you think you're perfect. No, that's not what I said. But hey, you can go ahead and think I am. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. And so we actually get used to people doing one of two or three things, right? Making up shit in their own brains and thinking we're malicious because that has happened more than once because we stand up with our ventral vagal. So we're going to be like, fuck you, dude. And they're going to be like, oh, this person. And their shame's triggered. And they're going to point that finger again. But we won't think of it like the 4D. Ha ha, I know everything about you. I'm going to come get you with my magic powers. No, we will think of something completely different, which is nothing of the sort. It'll be, wow, that's really messed up. What's wrong with them? I wonder what happened. That's so sad. How much, you know, are they going to go through before they learn something? It, It all depends on the situation. But we feel sorry for people until we don't because we recognize that they're choosing to stay in suffering and then they're choosing to actively hurt people's feelings and they're choosing to justify it and they're choosing to present lists of items that mean zero and that they actually believe those items. You know how hard it is to see people who think they're intellectually savvy present to you lists of items and have to shut up because you know that they're being ruled by their two-year-old and five-year-old. Now I know what that what, what, what's ruling them. And to actually take steps back and choose to try and mend the situation 
you know, I'll never forget the one one dude that I you know had to calm myself from because he just started getting all pissy and I still can imagine right now other people that I've recently encountered and they do the same thing this is all transference what's normal for an enlightenment so aged person as you're growing up is to wonder uh okay hmm where are all the smart people uh where are all the emotionally loving beautiful people (laughs) what's the matter with all these human beings and no it's not because i'm an alien i'm from this planet i just don't have a shame cycle thank goodness that's all this is is i have a very lovely lovely resilient ventral vagal nervous system oh yes i chose love as all these lovely situations took place and every time anything has taken place in my life, especially once I got my clears, because with Jesus is easy. Jesus and God were very straightforward. You know, choose love. I'm going to send you stuff. If you get it, I want you to be a person who's kind, basically. And not you don't have people walk all over you, but don't cast a stone because you're imperfect like anyone else. And be nice use your mouth, you don't need to use your hands, apparently they didn't get the memo that we're not in the stone age, a lot of people, right, so again, I have compassion for people who felt powerless, I don't have compassion for people who keep justifying what they do to each other, and I'm talking one-on-one, okay, I ain't talking about society, because social culture is going to change, and that, you know, is going to be taken care of always, thank goodness the structure's there, because really, the kids, Man, they can't get it together, and not because they physically threaten each other. I mean, there are groups that do that, but they're all usually with police, okay? They're not actually free roaming the streets. Some, they get into trouble, and they don't, you know, go to prison and whatnot, but the people who usually are complaining about that, "Mm, what are they doing? Hmm, Let me think. They're in their shame cycle, thinking they're not, and pointing fingers, and again... So the circle goes round and round and round and no one's actually committed to expanding their relationships or love for that matter. Oh, and they easily will again just sit in their suffering and then say to people like me, like the one dude who meets the Dalai Lama smiling. What are you smiling about? Humans are suffering. Okay, well, let's think about it. You're speaking to the Dalai Lama. Did you not learn about what the figure is and I have a horrible memory and I still know that that figure of course they're going to smile any wise figure will smile at you because they know this is their one lifetime they will have achieved some way somehow this awareness you got 24 hours doesn't require too much to know what fighting for your life means it's not about physical if you're not threatened it's actually about you learning how to be in your ventral vagal nervous system response the updated version of the people's nervous system response but hey 4d likes to talk about reptilians as if they're this species and a siphoning of energy it's all not in your control no no there's the 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 the, the demons that are out there controlling people and the devil that that's what it is another great story thank goodness for patrick mcnamara i can't wait for all of his findings to continue being published and to have that out there so that people can understand what a demonic possession is from the science with technology that can see in brains and explain it but hey let's not forget i'm sure most people say no they made that up that's not true it's not real because you know it's just too easy to give the blame of your behavior to something else and this is again so helplessness powerlessness i understand 
exactly what these lovely trauma experts say to the extent of having very very deep love and compassion for people and i'm so happy that the trauma experts are out there the good ones because they can help anyone who wants to get out of their actual suffering for the ones who want to perpetuate it and say that humanity is shit no they're actually behaving all like their two-year-old five-year-old calling each other names pointing fingers none of them have each other's back None of them have the audacity to even look at themselves in the face and realize, wait a minute, I just did something that wasn't very kind. I just did something that was shitty. Let me, let me, you know, call my friend. Let me make it up. Let me do something. And this is where, again, no one's perfect. So with my friend, the one that I didn't speak to for five years, that's the only person that you can say I acted in a way of childishness with those emotions because I like to put myself in the mix. But see, here's where what's normal is that in those five years, I knew exactly that I was not moving in a way with my relationship, with my emotion that was leading to closure. I just didn't make it a priority because it's my emotion. I don't have to prioritize it. I'm not creating some sin if I'm pissed at my friend because they completely treated me like shit after I tried to help them. And, and so here's where it doesn't mean I don't love them. In fact, this was the whole point of what when someone told me it was my twin, you know, if you're that angry, you still love them. Well, hello. Yeah, they're my friend. Did you think I'd forget that? I'm pissed because they didn't actually care about the relationship and I was trying to help them and they want to throw me under the bus. And, you know, like this, this is where they're not even doing anything to take ownership of it. I have a right to be in this state. They disrespected everything and they blamed me while I was trying to help them, made false accusations. That what's normal, though, is actually being angry and knowing it's not a justified emotion. It's a bullshit emotion. The, the entire five years, I knew it was a bullshit emotion, meaning you're going to get over this sooner or later because it's not an emotion that means you're healed. It's an emotion that means you're hurt. It's an emotion that's standing in the way. It's an emotion that you'll carry with you because if you die, you're going to have it. Again, you just don't prioritize some things when you know, you know what? I don't need to be less pissed at this person. I can be whatever I want to. I'm not venting at them. I'm not accusing. I never once pointed my anger and retaliated to my friend. Actually, they're the ones who, when they wrote me at my grandma's funeral, are you happy now? about what I'm cheated on. Oh, really? Did you not know that I don't get happy for people's suffering? You're going to accuse me of being happy for that. No, I'm not happy for you. I'm sorry about that. And guess what? The reason for retaliation, hmm, that stink, friend, good advice, didn't listen. Oh, now this is how you want to come back around is by pointing a finger like that, spite, envy, jealousy, adaptive children. This is a childish behavior. People want to say that's evil. No, my friend and I, we love each other to death. That ain't evil. It's a two-year-old. You know how many more people I know that are like that? And this is where in my heart of hearts, I hope they find happiness. Because what's, again, even more sad is for, for me personally to know that all these people have this lifetime. And most of them are spending it in a body that feels helplessness, powerlessness, shame, or whatever, and then it comes up and they get this rage stuff. I don't know that type of rage. I know Kali, but I don't know rage like that when people actually get so angry that they will hurt 
another person in a way that is not in any way, shape, or form justified emotionally. Physically, they, they lose it. If they do visit, they've lost it. They've completely disconnected, and this is called not only structural dissociation, a poor human beings lost their mind. When that happens, they, they lost everything, and they just couldn't handle it. No, most people, emotionally speaking, do shit to each other. I've had at least 10 people, if not more, tell me about their acts of spite and wishing other people are unhappy and, and thoughts that are, are not judged. They're, they're people who need, they need to find love in their own body, but they all don't even think about it. Oh, no, they justify uh, everything. They don't think they can get out of human suffering. They don't learn about somatics. They don't learn about sense. They don't learn about being human. And the minute they start learning, if it's from some rigid asshole who's a educator, they're going to, oh, I want to be that. Why? Because that feels strong because that helpless person behind the scenes, a shame, is like, ooh, now I can feel like I'm a badass. And they don't recognize it. Now, there is a process. So I want to keep that one in mind. The modulated, dysregulated. There's a process of the body for the people as disease trauma moments come up. So that I understand. You can't speed up the process. But that doesn't mean they don't have the opportunity of free will. Every single person I've ever met knows what's going on in their brain. They have their active thinking. And they will say, no, no, I was conscious of this which is why then they feel guilty, which is why then they don't move into not doing it again, which is, again, something very silly. You have 24 hours. If you recognize you did something wrong, you would want to make up for it. You would want to go and heal that. You, you don't want to leave it there. It stays inside you. So people don't realize their unresolved trauma comes up again and again and again. Their karma, that's what it is, because they're not bringing love to it. Love doesn't mean just you hugging yourself. It actually means you seeing, I had a feeling, I got hurt, I was angry, whatever, I did something. It wasn't necessarily 100% what I wanted to do, whatever. It's not about justifying, here's forgiveness. It's about letting go of all hope that the past can ever be changed. And this is where I don't know the need for that because of love cycle. So what's normal for us is uh, it already happened. Now that it happened, it's done. It's in the past. We don't need to talk about it, but there are going to be emotions that continue until these emotions get addressed, either by you on your own or by you and the person. So like with my friend after the five years that we didn't chit-chat, but here's where that friend needed me. You know, I went in knowing that they needed someone and clearing it away was the best thing ever, of course, and learning that most people choose to do like my friend does because they're all in a shame cycle. Every single person who doesn't know how to treat another human being with actual pure, just genuine kindness because it comes straight from your heart, meaning that you won't even hurt a fly. <laughs> and it doesn't sound like this, meaning... People that understand what I'm speaking are only the people who believe in infinite higher human consciousness potential. It means only people who believe in humanity. The people who are modulated and or dysregulated, they won't. They will have their ideas and they will say, you're like everybody else. And that's okay because we are like everybody else. Differences, we know we won't try and hurt your feelings on purpose. We will try talking. We'll try to figure out how to help. We'll try to work things out. We will try to be a 
person who will treat you with respect to the best of our ability. We will do our best. The 5D person is unconditionally loving. It's called Christ consciousness for a reason. It's not about belief system. And here's where Kali comes into the mix always. Whenever I'm around a lot of people, I've learned to master Kali. And today I know that it's because of me being able to have this mindset mindfulness and being able to tap into what everyone can tap into. It's each other's nervous systems. They're the people's fragmented parts. They're all out there. I can feel every single one of them. I don't need to, I don't want to analyze you. You're not, you know, someone who I want to study, but I will know when I'm being yelled at, pointed a finger, that transference, it's immediate. And, and here's why, as I told my friend, the, my divine masculine, when he said, you know, I could probably try and tease you. I forget what it was, either manipulate or really try to get underneath my skin. And I said, you know, no, you will. No, you couldn't. And then I said, no, yes, you could. And I said, yeah. And what you would end up having me do is cry. I would end up crying. I know what my feeling is if a person will try to do something like that. I would not be angry. I would cry because it would make me sad. And he, he knows this. So see, this is, this is something. You, you, you can't lie about the, the emotion that is dominant. And, and the people without shame cycles, we don't have anger. Because see, the shame cycle, it's a helpless, hopeless, powerless person who has anger, and I've always, in fact, known of this intuitively, which is why I've always understood people who choose to betray, lie, do all these things. In fact, I'll use one of the stories, which is my friend that is with my teenage, the one who was very good friends with me. They hid their relationship the entire year that him and I stayed as a couple and I did send her our la my last little notebook because we shared diaries uh, and of course it wasn't a positive note that they did what they did but when they turned their cheek I would have stayed friends they're the ones who turned away but furthermore in my mind I wasn't upset at the person I would say that I was acknowledged I already knew his his he had no he was a constant cheater and a constant liar. He did not have what is called courage, to be honest. And that means the, that he was being led with fear and, in fact, with shame. And, in fact, this is the part. All people that I know, if they can't choose love, they got shame somewhere. I'm not going to go point it out because I don't want to work with that transference. And I'm nobody anyways. They can do their own life how they want. Here's where Sadhguru says, we don't meddle with states of consciousness. Yeah, what's normal for enlightenment soul age people is, yeah, we don't meddle with people who don't know how to behave because you're not only not smart, you're also emotionally not smart and why am I going to waste my time with you? You're going to take away the only life I have because in the meantime, while you're trying to be whatever it is you're doing, I'm trying to actually build something. So we, we won't waste time with anything that is not going to move in a specific consistent direction. It's not something good or bad. It's just a value of our time and of others. And so we're going to more likely than not move only in certain types of relationships that mean we're building. So there's intimacy, there's trust, there's all these things. doesn't mean perfection. So back to the story, I had a very specific thought, which was she fell in love and she decided to fight for what she wanted. 
She knew the person. She knew she could get him. She really didn't do anything wrong. She did what anybody who would fall in love with someone will do. And here's where it was more of good, good for her. And with him, again, it was he made his choice. Now that it could have been done differently, of course, but this isn't something that uh, we will think, oh, let me judge it. We're not the type of people to say, oh, let me put myself and say, I know what you should do or could do. It's arrogance. This is what that's called. And that's why what's normal for us is why are you comparing yourself to another? Why do you keep on talking about what other people should do? Why are you not doing you? Like what, what is the deal with so many analyses of all these other people and how they're choosing to conduct, not conduct? Even though, like I said, from the other end of the spectrum, when we're having these engagements, people will say to me, but you're doing the same thing. I'll say, well, not really, even though it looks like it. And that's why we don't try to prove it. We're not going to prove anything. The 5D is different because we're in the unconditional love of a person who is not with this oats on. Others in the self, can I be engaging or not? We're always on and we will not be like, oh, let me tell you that you're me. No, you're you, I'm me. There is a way that a 5D person will relate to others and it will be by being able to be completely one's own self and engage with others. There's not judging in the same way of let me cast a stone. In fact, the only moment of shame that I ever had was realizing I was casting stones. And that was as a teenager. And it was the immediateness of me saying, wait a minute, you can't blame you. Because I was like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing my entire life? And I, and I said, it's, you know, something you got taught. The system taught you. And that was the year I, I chose to go anarchy on the system. But then as I grew up, I also realized the system has its purpose. And I still would choose personally anarchy, although some people, they will say, you don't know what you're talking about because, of course, this implies what would be scary. But the part about what is scary to them is not scary to us. What's to us scary is that people like to think that they're doing something that is supporting each other emotionally and moving into expansion and, and we don't see that. We don't see any evil. We see people with their adaptive child and they're rigid leaders and they're all fighting each other and we're on one globe, may I add, with one, uh, you know, air here, water, food, and they can't even get it together. And they will talk about gurus and, and enlightenment, so many people. Obviously, if we're still where we're at, the majority is not enlightenment for sure. If we were all here, we'd all be singing Kumbaya together right now. We wouldn't even have money. We'd be in this, you know, utopia thing that obviously that isn't going to take place. We got a guru already speaking. Nobody's really moving too fast, I see. And again, it's not the leaders necessarily, although yes, we could say that it is, but you know, let's go talk to the people. I can bet you how many will be against the idea of no work, no money, no nothing. Let's go up. That's exactly where people, I already can hear what they're saying about that, stuff like that. So what's normal for an enlightenment soul age person is to actually always see the other end of somebody's choices. And with this person, as I said, I was very much, of course she did what she did. She was in love. And so she did what any smart person would do because he was easily accessible and he made his choice. 
And here's where for the longest time people would say, you let her take him from you. Like, what I let him take? What? He ain't on a chain. <laughs> and you better bet I'm not going to fight for someone who that easily will give up on, on us. That's, that's not love. And the reality is they don't even know the full story because this is where for me it was clear that it was over the day they said, I don't think of you when I wake up because this is something very important when we are loved ones. And this isn't only in, you know, couples. This is when you have loved ones, you will consistently think of them because you have one life that you know of, no matter how old you keep moving towards, you're going to think of the people that are in your circle. And so the minute that those words came out of this person's mouth after three years, it was the minute that I knew that we were not going to move forward. And it wasn't something yay for me, but it was something that not even a month later, I was like, oh, fucking yay for me, because of realizing just how many... uh, areas this person definitely was not supportive was not supportive in a lot of ways but you know that's the part of when you're children growing up because teenagers are children (laughs) so the whole idea of you you don't forget your first love I even remember learning that that was a bullshit sentence because you learn for those of us who are in the enlightenment so age of of course so we have a love cycle that's why we learn to love more Then with Claire's, you know, I got to even learn about twin flames, soulmates. I even know my future. You know, how awesome is that? So there there are things that we get to experience. Not everybody has Claire's, but anyone who grows up to become a person who's appreciative of life, even without Claire's, will know that they wake up thinking of their loved ones every day, wanting to say hello, wanting to spend those lovely special moments, birthdays. You know, they only come once a year. Christmas only comes once a year. Every time I have any holiday, I love all the holidays. I will think of all of my loved ones. And sometimes in 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 the years there are those who, you know, they grow into those specific soul age groups. So you don't have as much to share, but you still will share a bond. And it's in those holidays and those birthdays and those moments that we will say hello and and share you know those tidbits nothing ever changes for those who are in the enlightenment soul age because we consistent from a love cycle we will have consistently been expanding the self of us we don't have this identity our personality is something we love and then we work with our emotion the temperature and so here we work with kali and we move into spaces of growing our relationships authentically, transparently. And when we have people who do gaslighting, ghosting, blocking, unfriending, you know, all these aspects, we won't say, oh, that's evil. No, there's a people. The, the, the part of what's normal is that people choose human suffering. The part of what's normal is when I say this to some people, they don't realize they still have an adaptive child. They have shame cycle. Their temperature tells it to me immediately. I won't be bothering to try and fight with them. I don't want to fight with them. I don't have to prove any of this to them. Furthermore, it's their unresolved trauma, not mine. Trying to prove is of the adaptive child. Furthermore, again, when someone's already in their temperature, they're already not hearing you. So You can try and have a conversation, but if people choose to be malicious towards each other, which is what happens when a person will try to communicate with a human being, 
who has chosen that they want to treat you in specific ways based on their disregarding their temperature might i add so that we will know they are not choosing to be rude like my attachment style friend so we will not be retaliating in a way of oh let me rupture the friendship because you know we're having some debate here no we're gonna have a debate and in fact this is where recalibration is what takes place not the uh let's end a friendship that's bullshit that's a bullshit thing to do but some people they don't believe in you know true relationships is what i'm going to say they believe in nothing no relationships and actually that's the point they don't believe in having any of them they will usually say i don't believe in love i don't believe in have any relationships i don't have that's not actually true of course it's a shame cycle to say the least and really what it is is not part of what a human being will they will not be inclined to be isolated because isolation when you see all the updated documentaries and all the information they will tell you isolation will send a person insane we don't do life alone we have learned to co-regulate for a reason that attachment system is of every person now that they may not know what secure attachment means their body and their mind will still call to be with people even if it's just one this is why you know of course the codependent relationships it's such a negative thing and here's where for sure it's great to be in the solo poly group and to share secure attachment with the poly secure book and jessica fern what she's doing is really awesome because it's presenting a group of people that have chosen to do um the c kind of, i always forget that word but where it is um I, I don't know why that word won't stick in my brain. Anyways, the non-monogamy group of people, consensual, that have agreed to this on their own, whether it be of lifestyle or because they feel this way. And it's a small percentage. Most people are more likely to be in those um, monogamous or even open relationships, for example, even though open relationships are part of the polysecure group. Well, polyamory, secure depends on the people. Long story short, what I'm trying to get to is the individuals who create a codependent relationship. It's not healthy if they're isolating themselves, but it's if they're if they're at least supporting each other, then you will know that they're expanding their circle, right? They're expanding who they are, they're enjoying, they're not competing. This is where I don't actually see that personally when I see people in specific types of relationships but I also know of other soul age groups. So here's where when I look at the couple that is from my teenage years and they're together, they're the same exact people they were as teenagers. They still talk about people the same way they did as we were when we were teenagers. They, though, also carry with them what they did. And so the fact that they don't trust people or they don't trust friends or they don't trust anyone, well, let me think. You had a hidden relationship for a whole year. You hung out, laughed with this person, me, and you did all this stuff, and then you went off on your own. Hey, it's not, again, for me, a big deal. It wasn't when it happened. It still isn't, and now we get to engage in each other's lives, and I get to know their daughter, and I get to be there and, and see them happy, and I'm happy. In fact, I can see exactly why they ended up together. And the part that I know, though, is the not growing up. The teenagers 
are what all the people who stay with their identity, so it's not just your personality, the identity is yourself doesn't keep growing. Your emotions don't mature. You don't enrich your heart. You don't enrich your body. Your shame cycle never gets out. It's like my one friend that I didn't talk to for five years. They made a conscious choice in a very challenging moment in their life. They told me I knew what their choice was because of the way they posed to me what they were challenged with. And this is something important. Every human being gets to choose what they want to do and if they're going to fight for their life or if they're going to choose to sit in that fear, which is the shame cycle of helpless, hopeless, and this forever regret, as that's what they end up having is a regret. And my friend is a very straightforward example of it, as well as other friends. Now, if I ask them, they will tell me they're satisfied, but I know my friend's energy levels. And when I talk to them, they're not vibrant anymore. And they reminisce and they look to the past and look to things they don't have. I understand that they did learn, though, something about this lifetime and that they chose love in the best way they found it. But they gave up on themselves. And the reason was, I don't want to be more different than I am. And they're not the only person. Other people's reasons is, I don't know what the meaning of life is if I don't have one human being in my life. Or... I need to fulfill that. There's always something from society, from the outside. And this is where that differentiated self has not been accomplished. The oats is scanning. It's chosen. I feel safe and in my ventral vagal state only in certain parameters. The agency or the belonging or the certainty are drivers without any person being aware. Their emotions, zero. They don't notice that they're leading with the teenage emotions and all those charge states. And the part of how they don't grow vibrant is why we will note that. So what's normal for, again, a 5DC person in the Enlightenment Soul Age group is they're not going to tell our lovely loved ones, hey, you should do something different with your life. No, <laughs> you do what you want to do. We will love you because love is us in our ventral vagal state. Friends are forever because they are our relationships. We choose to grow together, not rupture them. Rupture is unnecessary. People take the wisdom of the gurus and they translate it into ideas. I'm giving the human element. The translation is not correct when people go and isolate themselves. They have misunderstood. And it's because they're not yet out of their shame cycle. That's why. So people that go in the mountains, they want to isolate. They are not out of their shame cycle yet they might get out of it maybe maybe they won't it depends if they want to keep thinking that human suffering is a must versus understand the actual way that it's physically explained and how it's physically avoidable by you the human being if you choose to understand how your brain works and your nervous system and oh again the emotions when they come up the big s the reason that human bodies don't enjoy it is because our ancestors as they evolved if they laid down a cry some lion or bear or tiger aha would eat it would eat us. So this is why this sadness feels excruciatingly painful. And I'm not laughing, by the way, because I do understand this helplessness. Again, I've been shared by my lovely divine masculine friend. When they finally figured you're, you're really a real deal here about the whole you don't suffer, I can tell. And so there will be moments where they're like, you don't, you don't know what it's like. So you can't speak about that because you don't know. And I'm like, yes, I don't know. But thankfully, because we have a great 
adult relationship and they can talk, I get to share my opinion. But really it's because they are intrigued by my opinion because they're not offended or hurt or in a space of ignoring or taking personally, basically, that I have a different opinion about human suffering is what I should say. They, they are intrigued by someone who has a different opinion. And in fact, this is what expands consciousness, by the way. So because they're able to be truly confident while feeling a different emotion than somebody else and having a different thought than somebody else and then being intrigued in the communication because they don't own all thought, there might also be because the body of every one of us knows what it is to be a restorative embodied self. The body with the mind of every person is trying to get that mind to completely resolve all trauma, to allow it to have a timestamp. So all those fragmented parts of the self, they want to be seen, they want to be held. They want someone who's a love cycle, unconditional love, that's where the therapist, they will have many ways they describe themselves. One of this was about uh, the Eric Fromm wife. People need an experience, not a, um, they're not, not a experiment or, or something like that. But the other part was where they basically say the therapist replaces the secure attachment figure that the person didn't have. The 5DC individual who's in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, only the person who's completely in compassion because the cancel culture is not here. The people who are yelling mental advocacy, but they're canceling each other and talking about toxicity, they're not here yet. Any person who's basically fighting, they're not in favor of supporting secure anything. They're fighting each other. They're creating a non-secure environment. And so secure means I can stand in compassion, like I described. So it's normal for us those who are in the enlightenment soul age group, is to stand in compassion. Because when you're emotionally doing something that's heartbreaking, we will know double, triple, quadruple the emotion because we will be sad it's happening. We'll feel the charge states, whatever's going on on the other end. We won't be doing retaliation because it doesn't, we, that's not how our body goes our body moves away and then it's like what's what and and then it just needs time to process with love what just happened because it's going to be hurtful so we're not busy trying to be upset because again that's only for the people who are actively in their shame cycle doing the hurting to each other and the therapist replacing a secure attachment figure well Enlightenment so age group person actually just is a friend and a person who will say you're unconditionally loved with your flaws and imperfections. And so as I was saying, all bodies will know their true nature of being co-regulation with all of us and stuff like that. And the mind is consistently trying to create integration. It wants you to navigate your own left and right mode. And so to develop, if you have an underdeveloped corpus callosum, you can move into integration. You choose when that mind goes rigid to begin to say, hey, let me calm down. Let me work with my emotion and let me treat this person with respect. It's always going to be a choice of free will that people grow up. And the part of structure means only a portion who have stuff that's structural. The other stuff is really this shame cycle that we've been talking about. So choose love. Choose compassion. We'll be back with more and have a wonderful day.